Yeah. So I'm, I was thinking, I'm thinking of like nature, how nature does that like expansion and contraction, right? Like the seasons, like we come, we come alive in spring and, you know, it's a little, it's a slower process, but if you look at that whole process, it really is an expansion and a contraction. We go yes. into the earth, we go, you know, fallow. And so there is that, you know, metaphor for, for what I noticing, you know, I'm doing in my life. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and also like breathing, right. In and X in and X it's like, that's kind of also that expansion and contraction and, and emotionally sometimes, right. When we have a big emotional release or a big thing happen and we're so expanded and so in love or so in deep, deep grief. And then we go in and we get quiet, which mm. is, I think, kind of a normative process but I think I am more maybe conscious of my my own patterns and just noticing that I'm just coming out of a slightly too much energy out in the world and then needing yes. to kind of shut down and create some boundaries around my time you know Waldorf kindergarten <laughs> um founded by Rudolf Steiner Austrian uh, anthroposophist it bases the whole day on on inhalation and Ex, what you said, expiration, which I thought, and you said inspiration. Inspiration and expiration. <laughs> no, it's true. It's like you start the day with free play and then circle time. You bring it all in. And then, you know, there's lunch, which is very social. And then uh, maybe a story or however the teacher will arrange it. But it's with those patterns of breathing. Mm -hmm. that's beautiful I love that. that you can see yeah. that in yourself thank you look for that thank you yeah it, and it is it's actually interesting to talk about it because it usually makes me feel great not crazy but <laughs> it, it's very stressful for me so it's like it to to normalize it you know yes it's really you and Rudolf Steiner. <laughs> sorry you and Rudolf Steiner yeah, well, that's really cool. I mean, yeah. I love, I love that way. You know, that whole, you know, I like his most, most of what he's about. Um, I lived with a, with us with a um, Rudolf Steiner teacher, whatever. Um, yeah, teacher. Yeah, Waldorf. <laughs> I lived with a Waldorf teacher for like four years, so I know, you know, I kind of understand uh, that philosophy uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, but you yeah. said you had a dream fragment, or yeah, a yeah. Does it yeah. feel it reflects? Yes, thing? actually, interestingly, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, you know, some of you may have remember or know that my ex-husband who's, who was a character in many, 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 many of my dreams, um, as I process things, you know, he passed away about three weeks ago now or a month now, I'm losing track, about three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so I've been processing a lot and having a lot of um, that sort of out there with myself in the world kind of thing like there's a you know posting feelings and thoughts about him and then getting lots of response I felt very out there in the world and then when that was kind of over or subsided I went so deep in and then I have this dream and this is the snippet which is just that I was laying on a couch I don't know what the room looked like I have no I just feel like I was laying on a couch and he's standing behind the couch, kind of standing over me. And he looks 
like he looked, you know, when he was healthy, when, when I was with him, when he was healthy, he had, was a, you know, a little bit of a stocky body, strong and long, dark hair. And, um, and I, and I was saying something and he was kind of like reaching, reaching towards me. It's like, like, I, I think I said, can I have a, can I get a hug? And he like willingly, lovingly, you know, leaned over and gave me a hug. And that was the whole dream. I'm gonna cry. Oh my gosh. Was he, he was behind my, if I'm the dreamer, he was behind my head. It wasn't really behind my head because I was laying down, but he was like in the back of the couch, you know, the part of the couch that comes up, he was standing. So when he hugs me, does he like hug me? He kind of leaned over. He just kind of leaned over and I sat up and he leaned over. So in a way we sort of met each other. Oh my God, I didn't think of that. We like met in the middle. Oh God. Oh my God. It's just so beautiful. I mean, when you described him, I just would like our listeners to understand that he was, he was just a man's man, but also a ladies' man. I mean, he was gorgeous. You know, he looked native Hawaiian. Yeah, he <laughs> I did look, he did look after, but I don't know if that's his heritage at all, but um McCollum, I think he's Irish, right? He definitely got Irish and Scottish on his dad's side <laughs> and checked on his mom. He's not he's not at all native, but he does look he does look native. He yeah, has people. that spirit and yeah. dream worker extraordinaire. I let Robert Moss know that he had passed. Yeah. He, sure he, I, he, he saw my post and yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if he knew. So yeah. um yeah, that's that's so beautiful. I um, wonder how did you feel when you woke up from that dream? Well, it's interesting. I had another dream after that that I don't think I want to share publicly because it's okay. it's pretty really deeply personal. But um, they were so close together, the dreams, and so I woke up feeling actually pretty fantastic somehow, like just uh, um, very a lot. I felt very alive. I love that. Yeah, I felt very alive and very like so beautiful. Yeah, just I the you know just like I got what I needed. I just felt like I got what I needed. So and and I just have to ask because I feel only the dreamer can tell this um, qualitatively. Did it feel like a dream visit or or just no? I mean, like I don't even feel it as a dream visit because it just feels like the moment I don't I can't even express what I'm feeling from mm -hmm. this dream it's not even to me you know you know not the dreamer it's not even like a dream visit it, it feels more here it feels more yeah like you said alive and I, I think picking yeah. up on yeah I, I don't have a clear sense like there were I have had I have had like waking moments where I felt like I was being visited um uh, maybe not visited but i could feel him i just could feel his, his energetic presence so strong um i don't have a s strong sense that it was a visitation okay. um but it I mean, how could it it's hard to know what it seems like how could it not be a visitation <laughs> how could that not be um yeah, how could that not be? But you know, it could also just be in my mind, and it could be what my mind created to get a need met. You know, that maybe hadn't been met in a long time. 
and to remember that, you know, there was love there and that I could get that from him at some point, not so much towards the end, but, um, because so I living, yeah, I living in Hawaii, he was in, he was on the big island. Where did he live? Well, he, uh, whatever, crazily enough, he lived in Maui, but he lived in Kihei, which is yeah. where, where the fires were, Lahaina or whatever, yeah. Lahaina is where the main thing was, yeah. which. So he and his family were safe yes. because his mom lived somewhere north of that and his, you know, baby mama and other people lived in Kihei, but, or live in Kihei, but whatever, the fire, I saw a picture of like, like Carrie actually posted a picture, she didn't put, she sent a picture to Donna anyway, these are friends of Tim's. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like the fire was like at the end of the street, but it didn't get to them. So, but it was really close. So this is so pretty crazy timing. Yeah, pretty so crazy so timing. So many people are just gone. They can't find remains. I mean, yeah. it just, it, it, you know, really, really Marvel. makes me want to weep for, I gosh, know. now I'm, thanks, Alan. Now I'm in a weepy mood. Now I see how this day is going to go for me. <laughs> yeah well, it's good it's good to weep it's good to grieve and and like get move that through right just yeah yeah the world is pretty the world is a pretty grievous place right now i don't know if that's the right use of that the right tense of that verb but... i think that's the only word that can explain yeah there's in so all intensity. yeah there's so much intensity. i'm grieving for this world yeah, you know? like there's so much, I guess I, I want to say there's so much grief in the world. There's so yeah. many reasons to grieve. Yes. That's what I want to say. Grieve. So many reasons to, I mean, it is just, yeah. And we, yeah, we just have to kind of keep going, right? It's like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. You know, days it just is like, what am I supposed to do? What's. What am I supposed to do? What's what's meaningful enough in the world as it is today? What is meaningful enough, you know, for 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 my life? Like this, and it's a kind of a funny question to ask, but yeah, yes, it's yeah. it's a good question to ask. You know, I, I, think I believe. So. What doesn't that? It's a quote of Goethe. It's like, don't ask. Hmm, how does this go? Don't ask what does the world need of me. Oh yeah, do what you're called to do, because right. that's what the world needs of you for you yeah. to be most fully alive. You're fully yourself and fully, fully alive. That's not, thank you for reminding me of that because you know I can really get caught up in that question of, you know, what am I supposed to be doing and what is the best use of me? And I think that's an okay yeah. line of exploration, but I also think that it's easy to get stuck in that who I am and what I'm doing isn't enough. And, and, and that's like a, a, a very dark, slippery slope. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, you know, thank you. And it's true. Just what am I being called from? Thank like you, Wilhelm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you. Yes. God for reminding me of that, you know? Yeah. 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 We just have to, what are we called to do? And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that takes some quiet inner space. 
Uh, so, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for letting me share. We're getting out of this is that we need to go inside, you know, and that can lead me into I. So as our listeners know, and as you know, Ellen, I've been working on manifesting, manifesting my health. And um, I mean, I, I feel like I always say this, but um, listeners know I have multiple sclerosis since 1996. So and I'm and I have so much faith in the divine and I know that I will heal. My my body is body memory and I can still walk, but I don't have so much strength. But anyway, so I I had been working on manifesting and bringing all my senses into it, and then I realized, oh my gosh, I wasn't even bringing my heart sense into it, and then I had learned I have to also bring my heart sense into it, and now. I've been reading about Nikola Tesla's code of 369. Have you heard about this? <laughs> Please just look online, you guys, if anyone wants to know more about it. Don't don't rely on me to say it true. But um, so then I read this thing, or I didn't read, I saw on YouTube that we so we need three things we would want to manifest, you know. And um, we say it six times a day for nine days. <laughs> and um, so I've been doing that. And um, <clears throat> I think this is my Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. It's my fifth mm -hmm. day, four more days. So, um, but, but, so I, this was my dream fragment. I had a dream that it was, that it was working. You know, I had a dream that I was like, so I'll, I'll just say one of it is like in my head, it's like to be able to stand straight and strong and balanced and then energized and whatever else it is, which I don't want to say. Um, but I had a dream. I was like strong. I was so strong and standing up strongly and I felt real to me. So how surprised I was <laughs> to wake up. <laughs> it's it's only day five, you know, <laughs> there's still four more. But um, so I've been working on that. That's what that would be like what Freud would call a wish fulfillment dream. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And also it could be thought of as like day residue, although there's nothing residue about it, you know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Fresh. Well, I like that idea. I mean, wish fulfillment. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Get, right. Does something to get say that about little, that. Yeah. It's like getting a little bit of juice, you know, to remind you that something is possible. Like yeah. a little reminder, like maybe this is possible. Maybe this could happen. Maybe it's happening on a very subtle level. Yeah. And your unconscious yeah. is saying like, this this you know this it's like slow it's not there yet but this this is happening yeah I really believe it is I really do and I have for 26 27 years uh -huh. <laughs> well I don't know for at least 26 I think but you know I just I have such faith I just believe in an intelligent universe you know mm. well you know a I want to say I love that you have that belief and that sort of you you do have a like a I don't know if I'd call it a silver lining but you definitely have like a positive attitude just don't call it rose-colored glasses 
No, I don't. I don't think it's rose-colored glasses. I think rose-colored glasses always seems a little bit like like somebody's delusional, and I don't. I don't. I don't think that about you at all. And I'm not even talking about this yeah. particular thing. I think just in general, you have a you have a positive vibe to you. Like no matter what is happening, you seem to be able to do that. I I am not as um, as experienced at that as you. <laughs> as well you're not as delusional no i i love that i mean listen like why not why not why not like it's a it feels better i think to have hope to believe that something's possible to continue to, you know, and I, I think that that's, you know, and uh, maybe there's something in that dream too that says that, that says, keep, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep believing. Cause what's the alternative, you know? You know, I think I may have told this on online, but before I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, so let me think of the order of this. My mother, my mother had died in 1995. Um, I was so distraught. It like broke me, broke my heart. I um, I was kind of praying to be just struck by lightning and dead. <clears throat> and one day I was I was at my friend's cabin up Four Mile Canyon in Colorado, sitting in front of her wood stove and journaling in front of it. And as I'm journaling, the woods, the wood stove doors open, and I see burning in the wood letters, the letters M S. And I wrote it down, but I had no idea what that meant. Oh and I know it, I knew it was like multiple dystrophy. I wasn't sure what it was. Mm -hmm. And it's in my journal. And so because, and then, and then I got optic neuritis, cross-country skiing with Charlie. <laughs> and then and then a whole host of things started happening um but because of that I always feel that I'm not in this alone that spirit wow. came to say this is coming and so I always feel accompanied wow that's awesome it's amazing yeah yeah, so maybe spirit is showing me something now in that dream. Like, yeah, oh yes. Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. And you know, it's been it's been 27 years, so yeah. more than half my life. Does yeah, that sense. That's a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me do math. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, there's so yeah. many special <laughs> moments. When I was a teenager, I had written, same journal, I, I imagine. This was one of my first journals. I had, oh no, maybe I, because I would have been 26. So no, different journal for sure. But I had written, life is a living conversation with a responsive universe. And I was reminded of that because somebody else was talking about that on her podcast. And I was reminded that, I really knew that as in like, you know, my twenties, you know, I really knew that. And yeah. now I have to, now it's so good to be reminded. 
life is a living conversation. And if, if your dream was my dream, that was a living conversation. And it's a responsive universe because as my friend Ellen said, it gave me what I need. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that way of, of you know, yeah. A living conversation. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And I so believe that, right? In this moment, I can feel that. Mm -hmm. Like the aliveness in everything and that we're, we are in constant conversation. I love that. Eckhart Tolle, it wouldn't be a dream stream podcast these days if I didn't quote, because I always listen to him, his podcast. Um, he's talking about even inanimate, and we do this in dream theater, even inanimate objects yes. are alive. Yes, especially you know, if we're creating them in our mind, if we're creating them in a dream, or yeah. we're, you know, somehow thinking about that a couch or a thing you know it's like talking about the greater dream of being alive you know mm -hmm. even this mm -hmm. desk in front of me mm -hmm. it's alive yeah I mean I don't think it's sentient right no but right it's 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 a collection of cells that are alive yeah yeah like moving <laughs> or whatever yeah dense <laughs> form yeah yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. Well, is there anything else you would like to talk about? Gosh, I just, you know, not really. I, you know, I feel like there's been a lot going on and, you know, nothing that I really want to talk about necessarily. You know, it's just a lot of life, just a lot of ordin ordinary but stressful life. Have you um, been writing or painting or sculpting yes, something? I have been writing. Yeah. I've been, I rejoined this writing group that I had. Oh, been I'm so glad. Years, but I can't keep doing it because it's okay. very expensive, but okay. I, but I'll do it for the, um, you know, the duration of the series. And most of my writing has been processing things with Tim, about Tim, about my relationship, about my feelings, about my grief, about my anger, whatever, all of it. And it's been fantastic for that. I really feel like I'm processing, but I'm not, I would not necessarily say I'm doing my best writing. And I don't, I don't even know what my best writing is anymore. Like I, I always question it. Am I, am I a writer? Am I a good writer? Does this, you know? Um, one of the things in the group is that she does these salons and she used to do them in person, but since COVID she's been doing them online. So I participated in one whereby all the people in her different classes at the end of the, the series, we get together and actually read a piece of our writing and we invite friends and family to join in, you know, online, which is really cool. And I did it once and it was so exciting and I really loved this piece that I wrote. And I just don't love anything that much these days. So I don't actually know that I'm going to join. But but uh, so all that to say, I think that um, I am writing. It's been great for processing, but it hasn't been necessarily like feeling like a creative expression, like I'm making a piece that's a creative writing thing. That well, makes um, one quote of, oh, another quote, a book that... Um... Rainier Maria Relke wrote, he wrote a book called Letters to a Young Poet, where he was mm. just exchanging letters and they bound it together. And he said, ask, ask yourself, you know, must I write? 
must I write? Like, am I compelled to write? And and that if the answer is yes, you are a writer. And, you know, I've asked myself that many times over the decades. <laughs> must I write? And the answer was a resounding yes. But um, right now, it's much quieter for me. Mm -hmm. Must I write? Mm, I sort of agreed to that writing project. <laughs> But I, you know, he's going to have to talk a little louder, please. Can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, so. well, so I know sometimes. Uh, yeah, like that question, like I, I can't, because I do so many different things, like I haven't painted in, I can't even tell you the last time I actually, I mean, maybe, well, maybe whatever. Like I sometimes every once in a while just do a little quick painting and then I move away from it. And I've learned to be okay with it because it's part of my nature. It's part of my astrology. It's part of my Enneagram. Like everything that, that describes or helps you understand your personality, that is who I am. <laughs> I dabble. I go here a little bit. I go deep in for a bit. Then I jump out and then I go somewhere else. That's just what it is. So I've learned to be okay with that. But if I ask myself that question about anything, whether it's painting or pottery or you know writing any any of the creative expressions that I do I don't necessarily get a resounding yes because because <laughs> it's like writing well but I'm doing pottery right now so the writing is like no I don't feel compelled I don't feel you know yeah I have been told by a couple of different people one one is my writing mentor um workshop facilitator she says if if you if you write you're a writer well, I feel like it's the same thing, right? Most it's like writing, right? But it doesn't, I don't feel compelled. Sometimes I just, I'm writing, like I'm journaling, like, yeah. like I guess I'm compelled because I have thousands of journals. I must be on some level. And I guess I am too, because lately I just have my Google Google Doc, you know, mm -hmm. and and so I can type or I can speak. Um, So I guess I am because I am doing that. Yeah, I, well, I not. think maybe... Maybe okay. it's, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, please. Maybe it's about like not, you know, so there's something about writing with a pen in your hand and writing, right? And then there's something different that happens when you type, because I can type, like I can type faster than, you know, like than I can think or however that is, I can type <laughs> fast. I can get it out faster when I type, but there's something different about hand doing it. And I imagine there's something very different also about speaking it. And not not a bad thing, like I like know. something cool about speaking your immediate thoughts right into you know the recording. I'll even go back to the page that one journals on. It was even different for me if it was unabridged. It needed to be an unabridged page, no lines, and I I used to write only with purple ink, and that all changes. You know, you get older, you don't only have mm -hmm. purple ink, right? <laughs> but um, but um get that and writing and the, the thought process of writing so writing with my right hand but now it's writing with my left hand oh god and but I don't I don't now I don't really now I feel like if you learn um a foreign language and you're just learning it and you might not feel as comfortable with that than your original language it's that's how it feels for me like I don't really I don't really want to express myself in this foreign language because I don't have enough 
uh, mm-hmm. skill or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, and, and I can't type very fast because I'm only using my left hand. Um, yeah. But then, right, speaking, that's a whole other thought process. Yeah, you know, totally. Our thoughts are then going through our, they have a shorter distance <laughs> than to get to our arm. <laughs> it is interesting though, when I, sometimes I'll bring my phone, you know, like my voice memo thing on a walk. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm, oh, I might just have some ideas or something and I get all flummoxed and flustered and I, I even though I'm the only one who's going to hear this but I it doesn't work that well for me as it turns out uh-huh. which is interesting because I love to talk and I, I expressing myself through verbal you know means <laughs> it's like a thing so I don't know why it's anyway just yeah but I just guess the interesting thing is how different the energy is when you express in a different way and That's I suppose true. any of the arts is just a different language of expressing colors shapes lines words typing writing hand to you know mouth to hand one step even further would be dictating something like off the top of your head for someone else to to write oh wow because yeah. i i'm just thinking of like like all the different ways we can communicate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah i think i could do that i don't think i, I could be like dear so-and-so please take this down <laughs> you know no yeah i need no. to just be more direct totally so I can't, even, I, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, I think the only people who I know who do that are very famous artists who have like a very particular style and, and they train people to do like yes. certain things, certain pieces of their art that are more, I don't know, technical or something or things that they don't actually have. And then they do the rest or something. I've, I've heard of artists. Doing yeah. That. Right. Right. Um, or closely but, with know. someone they can express what you are trying to express more truly if someone you know spends their time as one's protege or mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i feel oh you're not a politico you, you're not politics you didn't watch the debate <laughs> we shouldn't even get into that all right i'll call someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we won't even get into that. People don't tune into the dream stream to hear politics. So, Alan, comes into the dreams, you know. Thank you for your time and your frenetic paced life right now. One I feel, thing I feel I, pretty calm right now, just to say. Good. One thing I would like to say is, I you know I believe there's no mistakes everything's in god's time whatever that means to a person everything has its own timing right timing and um i feel it is no you know uh coincidence in in like a shallower way that you are dog sitting a beautiful dog who reminds you of your and tim's dog seamus yeah i didn't think about that because he was my dog for such a long time that i didn't even, I didn't even make the connection that we adopted him together He's yeah started as the both of your dog and i feel like that and i just feel like there's such richness um for you dear ellen thank you thank you yeah it's been it's been a, i do feel like this process is um is growing me for sure um, somehow so thank you. Thanks for well, thank you. That. Thanks for sharing your 
your your tidbit, which I think feels kind of magical and and very positive. And yes, you know, I feel like if it's my if it's my dream, I'm really wanting to stay in that vibe of the possibilities. Yes, Amen. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again for for making the time to come on Dream Stream. Absolutely, my pleasure, and um, look forward to doing it again. Hopefully.